This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hi, everyone. This is uh, Patrick Donahoe. This is episode 122 of The Wealth Standard Radio. We're broadcasting on the TuneIn Network, and hopefully it sounds good. But we do have uh, actually some good news in regards to TuneIn. We're, uh, we're going to be broadcasting uh, 24-7, I believe. And so if you uh, have the urge to uh, to want to listen to the uh, the podcast uh, off hours, then uh, then definitely tune in and, uh, and check that out. Today we have a really special guest. I'm actually uh, excited to, to interview him because he is putting on a really cool event that is similar to what uh, to what we put on this past uh, past spring called the uh, Cashflow Wealth Summit. Uh, many of you guys attended that, um, and uh, it was it was fun. I mean, it was it was so challenging to put on a virtual financial summit where you have dozens of speakers trying to coordinate everything. But uh, we had an awesome team here and uh, and pulled it off, and it was a huge uh, huge success. And this guy, the guy that I'm interviewing today, is doing the same thing for real estate investors. And uh, and I'm fortunate to. Uh, uh, participate in this event. The event's going to be uh, in November, and it's called the REI Power Summit. And uh, it's very similar to what we did this past spring. We're going to have uh, s- there's going to be speakers from all around the country that specialize in anything under the sun related to real estate. So you can imagine that there's going to be some flippers there, and there's going to be some buy and hold guys there. There's going to be attorneys and asset protection, uh, and just kind of wealth building philosophy in general. But uh, but I'm excited to participate. I'm actually going to be speaking on a a topic that I don't normally speak about, which is just kind of the psychology of an investor, uh, specifically yours, and uh, and how to capitalize. On opportunities when uh, when you're presented with them, so it's going to be an interesting topic. I, I'm not sure how uh, I'm going to do, but uh, but I'm nonetheless excited to, to speak on uh, speak on that subject. Uh, but uh, the guest today is going to be Mike Hambright, and Mike is uh, I, I met him man probably a, a year ago or so, and I was introduced to him by a good friend of mine, Tom Wheelwright, and uh, and he runs uh, the podcast or radio program called Flip Nerd. And uh, although he does broadcast everything, uh, you know, audio-wise on iTunes, he he has a video podcast. So all of his guests is kind of a side side by side video feature, really cool. And uh, and he's had, I believe, like two hundred and fifty or. Uh, going on 300 episodes, so it's crazy the amount of stuff that he's putting out there. Uh, but he's—it's uh, probably one of the best experiences I've had with a, a radio show and a podcast because of just the the organization behind it and running uh, running our radio show and podcast. I can understand and uh, the value and, and appreciate the value of that. So it was really cool to meet him, and I know that the uh, the the podcast that he does and the professionalism and the quality and his intellect—it's uh, definitely going to uh, transfer over to his. Uh, uh, to his virtual summit. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and cut to this interview and then I'll get back on to wrap things up. Okay. Today's uh, guest is Michael Hambright. Michael is the host of one of the top real estate podcasts. And actually it's a video podcast as well. Uh, that's called Flip Nerd. And uh, Michael's also in, uh, he's works with the Home Investors program, which we'll uh, discuss a little bit today. And he's also has spearheaded a virtual real estate conference called the REI Power Summit, which uh, will take place the second week of November. And uh, so he is, he's quite the entrepreneur and uh, I want to kind of let him explain his story. Uh, but first, uh, Michael, welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Great to see you as always. Likewise, likewise. Yeah. So, so Michael, why, I mean, I guess before we get into, you know, some of the things that you're doing right now, why don't you give the audience a, uh, just a brief background of, 
uh, you know, your, your upbringing, your schooling, and then how you got into this kind of entrepreneurial uh, space in the real estate industry. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, I, uh, a lot of people, um, assume that I, it's interesting in real estate. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to position myself as, Hey, I'm a success. Let me tell you about success. But, uh, it's funny that people just uh, oftentimes, especially in real estate, assume, um, that if you have some level of success that you've always had it. Right. So there's this quote, I can't remember what it is. I'll, I'll screw it up, but it's something along the fact of, I was an overnight success 10 years in the making, you know? <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, but I'll say the interesting thing is, um, like, I guess seven and a half years ago, we bought our first house. Like we literally had no experience. Um, and so I'm, I'm 41. So whatever that makes me in the early thirties, we literally had never invested in real estate. We were, my wife and I were both kind of corporate folk mm -hmm. and, uh, had always, I'd always had an interest in real estate investing and had just, um, never done anything about it. I guess for a long time it was, didn't have the money to do it, didn't have the knowledge to do it, even though I knew I was interested. Um, and, uh, and then it became, okay, well, I probably have the money to do it, but I don't have the time. And, you know, kind of, there was always something in the way. And we were just at a, we hit a point, uh, I, I guess about seven and a half years ago when, um, I had, uh, my wife had left her job, uh, as a consultant to have our son. And, uh, I had, uh, left my job. Um, this is all crazy. Like I left my job. My son was, oh gosh, three, two or three months old. So oh, literally I had no, insurance. We just, I guess I was on Cobra for a while or whatever, but yeah. didn't have insurance, really didn't have anything. We had some savings lined up, but, uh, I actually tried to start another business, an online uh, business partnered with the company that I left actually, which is an online retailer. And, um, it was just a weird time of like taking risk at probably a time when I shouldn't have been taking risk. Um, and it was a failure. I mean, we actually just, uh, kind of burned through a bunch of our savings over the next kind of 10 months. And, um, and then it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We're going to go back to corporate jobs. What are we going to do? And, uh, I guess I knew enough, even though that, that business had failed, um, well, to know that I wanted to work for myself. I mean, I've always been kind of very entrepreneurial, uh, usually for other people, I've either built it or fixed it. I was always kind of the build it or fix it guy. And so I was like, well, why, you know, I've always been a workaholic. So it's like, what, why am I working so hard for somebody else? You know, and my wife is the same way. So anyway, we, uh, we wanted to start real estate and, uh, very quickly realized that we needed a system. We needed, um, some way to ramp up quickly because, you know, my wife was a consultant actually did very well. Uh, and I was, uh, had done, you know, very well on the corporate side. So our kind of opportunity cost was high. I, I couldn't go dabble with buying a house here and there. You had to go big. So, sorry. <laughs> you had to go big. Yeah. We had to go big or not do it really. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, we discovered the home investor system, the We Buy Ugly Houses system, which is a franchise system. And it's funny because it's based in Dallas where we're at. And so I say discovered because we just really never knew that it was a franchise system. I just assumed it was an investor with all those billboards all over. Yeah. But, um, as soon as we realized what it was, we couldn't get in fast enough. It just was the right fit for us. And, uh, and in fact, you know, again, with no experience in our first year, we bought 65 houses wow. and, uh, went on to buy hundreds of houses, I guess, over the coming years. So, um, so it was a great system for us. And, um, and then that evolved into a new system that home investors had rolled out about a couple of years after we started that we typically refer to as a, an associate franchise. So, um, 
essentially it allowed some of the higher performing franchisees to become recruiters and mentors for other franchisees. And so I really grabbed onto that because I've always been kind of, I've always, I'm a joint, I'm a connector. I like to connect people. I like to teach people. Mm -hmm. I like to show people, here's how to do it. Here's what we've done. And, um, it was a more fulfilling kind of path for me than just buying houses, Hmm. which we still do. And we still have done for years, but, um, it just kind of scratched an itch that, that I guess uh, we didn't get through just straight up investing. And, uh, and now I have, uh, you know, I think I brought more than a hundred franchisees into the system. I mentor and coach people all over the country through the homebusters uh, system. And, uh, that is, uh, you know, what kind of happens with a lot of real estate investors is over time, if you have some level of success, you start to bolt things, more things on, right? So some people bolt on hard money lending, some bolt on property management, and other things that they're kind of doing or have the opportunity to do. And we've just bolted on the, uh, the coaching piece kind of through the investor system, but now we have a rental portfolio and we have, you know, other things that we do as well, obviously with all the flip nerd stuff. So, so, so you, all right. So, and you, you probably hit one of the perfect times in, in a long time to start that franchise. So what, what year was it that you started? So the, the first one? 2008. Yeah. Things were, yeah. Kind of oh my gosh. I mean, you couldn't have and, picked uh, a better time. <laughs> it's funny. Cause you know, at the time people were like, you would have thought the, the impression that we got from most people was, you know, we were crazy because of the timing. Yep. And we, we, to be honest, we were, we're pretty smart people, but we were just really naive. And then we just, and quite frankly, from a timing perspective, we were just lucky. We yep. didn't choose that time. It, yep. it just, uh, that's just kind of what happened. Well, it's, we a contra- it's a contrarian a perspective. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's obviously luck sometimes that's involved, but it's the, you know, the, it was the perfect storm because when everybody is saying you should not do it, it's probably the time that yeah. you should do it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the competition was gone and access to capital was really difficult for people. And we were fortunate to have, have some access through some private money and some just relationships that really uh, didn't, you know, made it easier for us than the average person. And, um, and, and we just worked our tails off too. I mean, we worked, you know, at that point, like I said, we had a newborn son who we'd started the franchise. He turned one Jeez. and, uh, I had another business that had failed and just the failure was not an option we were even willing to consider. So we just cranked, you know, and quite frankly, today we're still cranking. We just have more things we're cranking on. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, all right. So to give, so how do you, uh, so let's segue into the, the flip nerd podcast, right? Cause that wasn't yeah. something you were doing. And, and I'm assuming you were, you know, doing your mentoring with other home investors, franchisees yeah. and, and then just, you know, transition into the podcast. So what gave you, like, what gave you the idea of doing, uh, doing the podcast? You know, um, it, it actually started with kind of while I was with home investors, I used to, um, when I was recruiting, uh, we recruited pretty heavily in the Dallas area and now I have people all over the country, but I used to put on, um, these kind of seminars, uh, rehab seminars. I call them rehab. Rehab live was kind of what I call them. So we would literally, uh, buy a house, but at that point we were rehabbing, you know, probably five to seven houses at any given time. Wow. So I had rehabs going on all over the place and I had to go check on them, you know, periodically every couple of weeks, I just go talk to my contractor, see how things are going. And I just kind of had this idea of, Hey, why don't, for me, it's like, it just became so, uh, methodical and mechanical that it wasn't that fun anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. We use the same paint. We use all the same materials. They turn out to be a nice house. It's nice and new for the next person. But for me, it looks like all the other ones. And it just started to become kind of stale. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of hit me just through conversations with people. Is like that was really exciting to them because they they hadn't seen that before. They they can't believe that you could turn a house around in three weeks and you know stuff like that. And so 
it was like, okay, why don't I just use this opportunity as kind of a platform to teach other people or have you meet other people networking really, and maybe sell some franchises from it and build some new relationships, which it was a great platform for that. So basically people would come to a house three times, like right when we bought it. And purposely we would do these at the, you know, the, where the, we buy the house folks. So the nastiest house, the hoarder houses or whatever, we would just in all their glory, we'd be like, Hey, you need to sign a waiver before you walk in this house or don't wear flip flops or whatever it might be. So we had people come right at the beginning and then halfway through the project. So two weeks later, maybe. And then two weeks later when we're done and we would just discuss it, like, why did you do that? Why did you do this? And, uh, people would get a lot out of it. It was kind of a, infotainment, you know, learning and entertaining at the same time. So it wasn't your traditional, it wasn't your traditional seminar. I mean, you got, you had people actually on site walking through before and after. Yeah. We would just uh, send out, you know, whether it was to our mailing list of uh, like wholesale buyers, people that we buy, that we sell to in the Mm -hmm. area, which we had a couple thousand people at that time. Um, or uh, sponsors of local RIA clubs. And we would send out messages to their members and just say, Hey, if you want to, you know, come, we would have like a event bright type, thing where people could just, you know, kind of register at least so we knew who was coming. Okay. And, um, and there was no cost or anything like that, but you know, 30 or 40 people would kind of descend on this neighborhood and all the neighbors <laughs> are freaking out. Cause all of a sudden there's like 30 cars in front of their house. But, um, but yeah, it was just, uh, it was kind of quick and dirty, like come in for an hour and we'll walk out. And then at the end, you know, we would, sometimes we would end up sitting in the living room, just sitting around talking and about stuff. And so what happened was, uh, you know, I just, it's my style to always say, how do I take it to another level? Mm -hmm. And so then I started to do some stuff online. I started to, I hired a a videographer for a couple of years. I had a videographer on my staff and he would just follow me around and uh, we would record stuff and then we put it online and do the same type of thing online. And, um, you know, the home investors model is great for us and it's great for a lot of people. I mean, there are about almost uh, well over 600 franchisees now, but it's not the right thing for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, if 99% of the people that I'm talking to or that are on my list are not the right fit for that, it was kind of more of, well, how else can I touch people and educate people and build relationships? And that evolved into really the podcast to saying, how can I um, teach and meet people and network with people? And um, so that started in the beginning of 2014. Mm-hmm. So uh, not quite two years ago at this point. Where, but you already have how many, so how many episodes are you up to? Cause you're doing a few per week. Is it one a week or are you doing a yeah, few so per up week? Until, um, up until about, uh, two months ago or three months ago, we were publishing three a week mm-hmm. and then we went down to two and we're actually about to launch a, another podcast. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so we have done in the past, uh, you know, whatever it is, year and 10 months, uh, or nine months, we have, uh, uh, produced about 260 That's episodes, wild. uh, video episodes, but we have an audio version in the iTunes store and video on our site. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously you've, you've been on the show mm-hmm. before we have some really high caliber folks, people that, you know, what you start to find out is, um, there's a lot of great information and knowledge out there. And, um, I just try to bring the best of people because, uh, the best, you know, out of people and then to people to, mm-hmm. to our listeners, because, um, I don't have all that knowledge. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, even though I've bought hundreds of houses, I, if I'm an expert in anything, it's a very narrow niche. Like I know nothing about most things in real estate. And so, yeah, I mean, wealth building is, it includes so many different facets and, you know, having all of them covered, you need to find out who the experts are. But the brilliant thing about just podcasts and interviews is that pretty much anybody that you can think of 
is uh, is willing to you know is willing to get on a podcast. And I might get I might get flack for saying this, but uh, a couple of uh, well, it was about a, been about a month. I was down at a a rich dad a rich dad seminar. And the PR, the PR lady, the public relations lady for uh, for Kiyosaki. I mean, Kiyosaki spoke for a little bit, and uh, the PR lady spoke, and she she said that one of one of the things that you know they have as kind of a, uh, a I don't know if it's a code or, or whatever, but they they all they almost do one hundred percent of their interview requests. So that's what I'm saying. Like you can, you know, you can call up, call up uh, Kiyosaki, call up the PR lady, and he'll, he'll be he'll be your uh, maybe your 300th episode. Um, yeah. But it's one of those things where a lot of it's very easy for really anybody to to get on a podcast to to be to be interviewed and really do, and pull out their expertise. So it's a value uh, to your to your audience. Yeah, it's and, so easy uh, to do too. It's not like you're traveling. You're not. You're so much easier with technology today. I mean, yeah. you know. Um, uh, I don't want to st- steal your thunder because uh, we're here on Skype. I know you use a couple different platforms, but I've done all of these shows. You know, somebody said to me like I, something about my equipment, and I was like, "Well, okay, I I have a I have a nice microphone. You know, it's like three hundred bucks, but I have a seventy dollar webcam, and I'm using a Mac, and I'm using free, a free Skype account. And there's, you know, there are a lot of podcasters. Uh, you probably know." There's a lot of them that are like into the craft, like they have these big mixing tables oh, and all yeah. that stuff. I'm like, man, I, that just blows my mind when I see that. I, I'm I'm doing it the easy way, and uh, I think for me, I, I had to make that decision early on to say, look, we're going to do it kind of cheap and dirty. It's going to be a little bit rough, but that's okay because that's life. If if I have to try to make everything like perfect, then it's not going to be fun and. Uh, it's going to sound like it's rehearsed and not real. And so there's a lot of reasons why I did it, but certainly, uh, yeah. But anyway, I, I think I, it couldn't add as much value to listeners if um, we had to think about all that stuff. If we couldn't just jump on Skype and talk about it and record it and be done with it. Yeah, I mean, I think quality is always important, but in the end, it's the quality of information that trumps any type of audio quality. I, I think I told you I was at that. There's a podcast conference in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. And I think you were out of town that that, was, uh, that yeah, week. Yeah, I wanted to go the, the podcast, podcast movement. movement, and it was it was fascinating because you had a lot of the you know the radio, the the traditional you know thirty year career guys that are in radio that are up there like going through how they record a podcast, and it was like you know a two week process, and they had committees that you know looked at this and they scripted this, and it was insane. I mean, I was like, for one episode, you know, it's like. 15 full-time jobs. Yeah. And then you had like, you know, this, uh, it, gosh, I can't remember her name. Got Ka- Ka- Keisha or Kaisha. She's one of the top ranked podcasts that's out there. And she's, she gets up there and she's like, that's a freaking load of, a load of crap. I just have my iPad and this little tiny microphone and I have, you know, 15 times the downloads as those other, as that other guy. Yeah. So I mean, it, yeah, it really, it really comes down to, you know, the, uh, how, how profound technology is and how, uh, really anybody can get on the airwaves and, and, and speak their mind. Right. Uh, but that's, it's amazing what type of movement it's created, even though it's, you know, kind of in its, in its infancy. Um, so maybe, so what, why don't, uh, so where did the nerd, where did the, so obviously flipping, Flip nerd, I mean, that's yeah. obviously if you're with home investors and you were doing the UG buys, ugly home or OG buys, ugly homes, you know, the, the flipping is easy, but where did the nerd, where did the nerd thing come from? Yeah. So, uh, j- and just to clarify, all the flipping stuff has no association with home investors at all. It's just the only common bond is that I happen to be involved in both. But, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I have, uh, it might, it's a brand that my wife came up with, a name that she came up with and a logo that she had kind of come up with. Um, and then we had some help, uh, kind of crafting it. But 
I have notoriously been terrible at like naming stuff. And so I won't even tell you what uh, we were going to, what I was going to name it. And she like totally put the kibosh on it. And in hindsight, it's like, yeah, that would have been horrible. But um, I, I've, uh, I've been historically bad at uh, naming stuff. So anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's her thing. Uh, or that's what she's the one that came up with it. But yeah, it was just like, um, you know, uh, I guess nerd in a uh, endearing way, like, you love what you do. You, you know, you're passionate about this and mm-hmm. not so much, uh, you know, any sort of negative connotation. And, and also, you know, one of the things that we kind of come up against once in a while is the flip part. People kind of assume that, well, you're just talking about flipping houses. So you don't care about things like multifamily or rentals or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, we're, we're kind of all real estate. Uh, we care about equally. So, you know, you, as you know, I've had a number of guests on that. We, we talk about everything under the sun from mm-hmm. buying land, multifamily, mobile homes, like, wealth building strategies, tax stuff. So pretty much anything that's real estate related is, is kind of in our wheelhouse. Um, but, uh, yeah, it kind of evolved. I guess we, when we start, when I started the podcast, I knew we were going to build the site. We actually, it took us a year and a half to build our current platform. And, uh, as we're talking about this right now, by the time people are hearing this, cause it's going to happen within a week, uh, we're actually going to relaunch the site that we just launched five months ago, and it's been massively rebuilt, and a whole bunch of new features and functions have been added. But um, you know, the, the whole Flipner thing is—it's uh, a way for us to kind of touch an industry that has been good to us. But it's also a way. This is a really fragmented industry. It's an industry with a lot of misinformation or yeah. bad information. Um, it's. Uh, extremely fragmented from finding deals you know most of the kind of gurus or experts or teachers out there and i don't say that in a bad way teach people that uh, like there's kind of like two camps like go find people that want to buy your deals like build your buyers list and then go find the deals and you just kind of fulfill orders or there's you know uh do get really good at marketing and find the deals and Mm -hmm. if you find them at the right price then you'll have no problem selling them Mm -hmm. but at the same point everybody out there is having to do those things individually. Everybody's out trying to build a buyer's list and it's like, why don't we just create kind of the MLS for off-market deals, you know? And that's effectively what we've done is uh, created a listing platform for everybody in America. At some point, we're actually getting some surprising uh, international interest. So we're gonna try to open it up to, it's a little more complicated than just saying, we'll just list anywhere. But um, uh, we have, I don't have it up right now, but the last time I looked, we have, you know, over 700 active deals on our platform right now, which are all, you know, for the most part, off market deals, mm-hmm. wholesale deals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, with this launch that we're pushing live, uh, here in just a, a week, uh, we'll have rental ready and turnkey type properties, which are wow. really hot right now. And multifamily, the ability to list multifamily and find multifamily deals. And, uh, we're adding a number of other you know, things too, that will really kind of take us to a whole other level. So that's crazy. I mean, and I, and I, uh, I love, I mean, I'm one of my, one of my side things is just is reading and, and studying up on technology because I think, you know, our, our world is going to change more than I think anybody really ima- can imagine over the next five years. And I think in the real estate, in the real estate market itself, it's been so dependent on the, you know, the realtor, uh, and the mortgage broker. And I mean, there's a lot of, and the title company, there's been a lot of players in there that have been in that space for so long. And I think one of the, one of the ways in, you know, the obviously Tru- Trulia and Zillow and, and uh, a lot of title companies are going uh, on 
online and doing a lot of electronic things. You yeah. know, it, it's one of those one of those things where even from the investment world, you're going to have what you know a lot of platforms similar to yours that come online to make it really easy for individuals to uh, to have access to deals, not just in their local you know their local market, uh, but as you just said, around the world. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, largely because of what the hedge funds have done and a lot of the financing, uh, the big uh, financiers out there like B2R and some of those that are pro- providing financing for real estate investors, it's it's becoming, it's going from a mom and pop kind of niche industry, even though collectively it was massive. Like one, I don't know if you, a lot of people don't, might be surprised by this fact, but one in three, one in three homes in America is owned by a real estate investor. Um, and a lot of those... Uh, and I, did, I never saw this. I never realized this. And most people that I know that are not in real estate investing, they, this blows their mind. They don't quite grasp it. Is that um, there's a massive, massive off-market real estate industry that does not happen on the MLS. Hmm. And uh, I'll say, you know, we bought hundreds and hundreds of houses. And I think we bought maybe three that were on the MLS. Like, we don't even look on the MLS. We market directly to sellers or buy from other investors. And there's just this, you know, I kind of... I want to say black market, but there's this this underground market that's actually massive yeah. that is going on, and I don't think a lot of people, you know, uh, uh, I guess institutionally, kind of understood that until recently. <laughs> no, and years. that's and again, it's I think you launching your site, you know, will will definitely be you know, a, a stake in, a stake in the ground. But I, I think just real estate professionals in general are starting to see a big, you know, a big shift. Uh, a, you know, I think the demographic shift has really shown us a, a person's taste for different types of real estate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I look out, I mean, I'm downtown Salt Lake and you look out the skylines and there's cranes everywhere, right? Building apartments, apartment buildings, right? Because you have a, a crowd that is, you know, does not want to be inside of a home. They want to be, you know, in downtown. They want to be around the buzz and, uh, and they want everything done for them, right? They don't right. want to have the, 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 uh, the upkeep and the maintenance. Uh, but then you have, you know, a big shift in baby boomers that are, you know, also, uh, you know, empty nesters and, you know, their biggest asset is their house. So they're going to be unwinding as well. So it's, it's fascinating that, you know, the real estate industry is shifting from a dem- uh, demographic perspective, but also from technology, individuals are going to engage in those transactions on a much different, a much different level. Yeah, and absolutely. investors, you know, I think that the, the, the capital that's been injected into our economy over the last several years, most of which has been spent poorly. Uh, but I know that a lot of investors have been able to take advantage of low interest rates and leverage uh, to be able to establish good good assets, which are outside of you know, the mainstream investments and wealth building uh, programs like on like on Wall Street. Uh, so it's it's awesome. Yeah. So, so you're so this so this website is going to be launching, you said, in the next week. So we're talking second week of, uh, of October. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's flipper.com and it's launched now. We just have a big refresh coming, so adding a bunch of new functionality, a much cleaner design, much more mobile friendly, like a number of you know. You, it's one of those things where it took us a year and a half to build the site, and as soon as it launched, you know, we were kind of like, Ugh, we need to do it. Looks it I, I, we've been looking at it for a year and a half. We're like, ah, oh, it kind of looks outdated already. <laughs> Even our developers were like, yeah, we we want to we want to redesign this thing. I was like, it just launched, but. Um, but you know, you immediately start to see things that you would do differently or improve upon. And even I'll tell you this, even with this launch we have coming in a week, we're already making lists of stuff that we want to do in the next iteration. So I guess that's, I guess that's, that's how it works. Uh, it's a very expensive hobby. Uh, but, um, but no, we've built a site that we think is, um, 
really uh, unique in the real estate investing industry. If you want to find deals, you want to find, we have a component of finding vendors on the site like Angie's List, but mm -hmm. for real estate investors at the local level. So if you're in Salt Lake City and you want to find a plumber, um, you can find them. We have actually a couple thousand, more than a couple thousand vendors on the platform right now, and members can actually rate and rank them and write reviews and That's stuff awesome. that, you know, if you're a real estate investor, you, you notoriously are the guinea pig with your own wallet of testing contractors and finding out which ones to not use. So we're trying to, uh, you know, we're trying to make a difference there. And then we have a number of other, you know, uh, functions. But, you know, one of, one of the cool things about it is, uh, is it, you can get a free account in about, uh, no joke, in less than 30 seconds. So uh, we only have a paid account. We have a pro-level account that so the price is actually going up uh, from the time that we're talking about it right now to the time we launched the site. So by the time people are hearing it, the price might be going up. But it's still extremely low uh, So for, for, for all you get, for sure. Uh, but even if you're a free member, you get access to just a tremendous amount of content. That's awesome. Well, we'll make sure we put that link on the on the on the blog post and on Great. the iTunes page. So maybe last thing with a few minutes we have remaining. Uh, so you you were a part of our you know our, the the cash flow wealth summit that we put on earlier this year. Right. Uh, but you were also in the process of of doing your own uh, virtual real estate conference. Yep. And uh, so it's it has you know it's over the course of multiple days. I think you said you have up to like four or five dozen uh, speakers. They're going to be presenting over the course of those days. But why don't you tell our audience about the, you know, how this power summit, the REI power summit came to be, uh, and then some information of what those that, uh, that actually register can expect to, to learn on it. Yeah. I mean, uh, thank you for the opportunity to talk about it and excited to have you uh, speaking there as well. So, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's called the REI Power Summit. It's reipowersummit.com. And, uh, you know, it really was kind of the, evol the evolution of the podcast. It was like, Wow, I've built all these great relationships, and uh, in, the, in the in the you know our podcast is uh, 30, 30 minutes, and we try to not be pitchy. We try to like learn the podcast. Uh, the main expert show that I have now, as you know, we take a lot of time to learn about the person. Like, let's learn about you. Let's learn about your background. And uh, we talk about a topic, but you, you or two, but you don't have a lot of time to really kind of teach. They're not like lesson based or anything like that. And uh, I've, I've attended a lot of uh, real estate events over the years, expos, and there's a lot of great content there. But one of the burdens is always you've got to travel there. You've got to like take a time away from your family. You've got to you know pay a bunch of money to stay in a hotel that you don't want to be in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, and those things are great. Uh, but we said, hey, what can we do with the network of people that we have? from the show, like the best of the best, and what can we do to make this easier for people? And uh, online was just a natural fit. Everything we're doing is online. So it's an online uh, virtual conference, just, just uh, similar to what you had. And we have, at this point, um, a little bit over 50 committed speakers, and there's still a few that are lining up, so we expect to be over that a little bit. Um, and uh, the beauty of it being online is that we are able to um, record everybody's presentation and after they present, then we'll, you know, process it for a day or so and put it back on the site. And everybody that attends, they get access for uh, 12 months from the time the event starts. So, you know, one of the challenges with a live event is if at each time slot there are, you know, uh, two, three speakers or multi yeah, or sometimes eight or ten. Yeah. You know, by definition, you're never going to hear any of those other than one because mm -hmm. you can't be in two places at the same time. Yep. And so uh, those uh, you've lost those opportunities. And so with the online model, it's like 
you could watch all of them as many times as you want in a year if you want to, or, or, or if during the course of our uh, event, which is actually November 6th through 14th, um, if you say, wow, well, man, I'd really love to attend it, but I'm going to be out of town that week or traveling or on vacation or whatever. It's like, okay, well, come back next back week because it's still going to be there. Come back in a month. It's still going to be there. And so um, uh, that's that's kind of what we've created. But uh, we have, you know, uh, kind of a who's who's list of speakers, really just some really high caliber people. And we've got people speaking on every facet of real estate investing from wealth building, the wholesaling, rehabbing, buying land, investing in multifamily, you know, kind of the best of the best in, in every area uh, we pulled together and uh, uh, really kind of going above and beyond as much as we can to put on just a great event. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things, as we mentioned about the podcast, there are the, there, there are authors, there are, there are speakers, there are uh, those that are, you know, constantly learning. I mean, even, even high level, uh, you know, Tony Robbins and, and Robert Kiyosaki and, you know, Warren Buffett. These are guys that, you know, are, are having new experiences, right? They're having, uh, they're having, uh, breakthroughs. They're buying companies. They're, they're writing books. And so, you know, you go back and you listen to stuff that they've done in the past and, you know, it's written based on who they were then. But look at what they've learned since then. And it's kind of, it's, it's difficult times unless, uh, unless you're reading their books or, or listening to one of their podcasts. But here you are putting together, uh, conferences where they're speaking live and talking about, you know, what's on their mind, what's going on in the economy. Right. And I know that, you know, your, your invite to me, which has made me really think about, you know, the topics that I want to talk about. Cause I usually just talk about what, you know, what we do. Um, but I'm thinking of, you know, talking about just something that's, you know, not, it's relevant, but, you know, essentially it's relevant across all investments and and uh, but anyway it's it's one of those things where you know whatever's on the top of your mind is is typically what's on the top tip of your tongue and you know it could be it could relate it could not relate but at the same time you're able to get for a very inexpensive price just you know dozens and dozens of speakers together talking about what they think about you know investing in the economy and I think that in and of itself gives a lot of hope to, to people because they, you know, it might be that, that, uh, that push that gets them to, you know, take the plunge into, uh, what you and I've done, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, but, you know, building, building wealth and making something for ourselves and taking advantage of, of life, right? Cause it's only, it's, everything's time. We only have so yeah. much time and it's, you know, and, and people sometimes need that extra push, but now you've been able to create a platform where, yeah, and even if you're, even if you're not getting started when you're, even if you're a veteran, uh, or you've been doing this for a long time, my experience with training events like this is it, you always have an expectation, right? My expectation is always that if I can get one or two little nuggets out of this, yeah. then it takes, I mean, there have been times where I've been at an event or uh, listening to somebody speak and in 15 minutes, they said something that got my wheels turning that helped me take my business to a whole nother level. Like they would add significant value. I don't want to give like numbers here, but just like I doubled my business because I heard somebody say something and I didn't even do what they said, but it just triggered something in me that was like, oh, wow, I could do this. And uh, so, I mean, you know, I think. Um, I think some people get overwhelmed with, with big events like this because they're like, they think they have to take in everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that, that's, you can't take in everything. We're trying to make these events massive. So you're never going to probably listen to all 50 speakers. But if there's a couple person, people in there, even one person that resonates with you and helps you either take action or gives you an idea or helps plant the seed that makes a difference, then, you know, uh, it's all worth it. Yeah, I think one of the most undervalued things in, in life is uh, is ideas. 
And it's really, you know, like you said, it's easy um, to get those. But if you're in your, you know, your, your norm, the normacy of life and you're in your, you're in your, uh, your zone and you're just going through the motions, right? That's rarely when you're, that's rarely when you're in the environment of having new ideas. But when you get into the world of somebody else and you listen to these type of speakers, then you're absolutely right. So it's one little idea. I mean, a thought happens in a moment and that moment can completely shift the course of your, of your life. And, you know, putting yourselves in the environment of, of having those experiences, right, is, is worth any price, right? But, uh, but I whole, wholeheartedly agree with you. So that's going to that's gonna be exciting. I'm, I'm excited to participate. I know you, you, know, you have a, an incredible, incredibly organized and professional podcast. And I know that you know, this, uh, this real estate summit, this virtual summit is going to be uh, just a blast for everybody that participates. So we'll make sure that we put information on the blog and, uh, and also the, the podcast page. But do you want to maybe just mention the, the, the URL and how people can register and learn more about it? Uh, and then maybe push, you know, some of your social media and ways in which people can connect with you as we end, uh, as we end sure, the Sure, yeah. Um, so it's, it's uh, REI, Real Estate Investing, so REIPowerSummit.com. And um, it, once you get there, you know, the primary things you do on the site right now are look at the agenda and learn who the speakers are and register. So it won't be hard to find any of those things. Um, but uh, you can you can learn more about the speakers that we have so far, which are just a ton of great people. A lot of, you know, your friends, Tom Wheelwright, Garrett Sutton, uh, Kent Clothier is going to speak as well and do some teaching and a number of other people, you know, Eddie Speed in the note space and uh, just a whole bunch of, uh, of great folks. Um, I won't even try to list them all here, but, um, but yeah, just check out reipowersummit.com and, uh, in terms of social media, uh, everything is kind of flip nerd related. So just look for us on, you know, Facebook or Twitter or, um, uh, those are probably the primary ones that, that we use and we have accounts and a bunch of things, but, cool. uh, we never really grasped Google plus, but of course that's pretty much gone away now anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, or just uh, on Flipnerd. Actually, one of the things, one of the huge changes that's coming up by the time people hear this with Flipnerd is uh, we've actually converted the site. Uh, this is one of the massive changes that people won't at first. Uh, if you if you spend a lot of time on the site, if you're hearing this and you're already a member and you spend time on the site, um, you'll have to, it'll take some getting used to, is that we've made a bunch of changes, you know, kind of in the vein of LinkedIn where you can connect to other users, you can kind of ex- exchange business cards, if you will, and uh, actually connect to people. And uh, we're adding forums and something called member journals where everybody can publish on the site and add videos if they want to and teach or write or whatever. Wow. They want to kind of open it up to anybody can, can kind of write or be a publisher. And um, in all those instances, you're seeing who the publisher is behind it and commenting. So you can really connect. It's going to become much, much more interactive than what it is right now. That is cool. Yeah, I, I think you yeah. did tell me that a while. You told me that a while ago. I just I had forgotten. But that's okay. So that's going to be part of the new site. So and that yeah, that will by the time this goes live, this that will be um, yeah, that will be live. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mike. It was uh, we need to have you back on for sure. Uh, maybe we'll do that after, uh, after the summit's over, uh, or maybe next year sometime, but it was awesome. Awesome to have you on. I, I guarantee the listeners are getting a ton out of this content. Uh, but I, thanks again and best of luck with, uh, with the summit. Thanks Patrick. Hey, great to see you. Appreciate okay. you. 
Okay, I hope you I uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, enjoyed Mike. He's such a cool guy, super knowledgeable, super super humble as well. Um, but uh, I did find out he's he's a he's a Harvard grad and uh, and has a ton of ton of kind of technical background stuff. So I'm assuming that a lot of that uh, a lot of that education led to his nerd uh, the nerd side of the Flip Nerd podcast. But I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. So again, the REI Power Summit is going to be from November 6th to uh, November 14th, and we're going to put some links. On our blog, uh, also a plug for uh, for what I said in the beginning of the podcast, which is the uh, the TuneIn Network. So, uh, if you guys have uh, have listened to a few shows recently and uh, want to get your fill on past episodes, we do have you know about seven years of episodes. It's, it's insane. Actually, almost eight years. Then uh, we're going to be streaming it live on uh, on the TuneIn Network. So make sure you uh, so you plug into that when you uh, when you have some time. And uh, because I know the podcast app that comes with uh, that iPhone or an Android, you know, it can get bogged down with all the different podcasts you're listening to. Um, so if you do uh, just have the appetite for some well-standard radio, you know where to go. It's on the TuneIn uh, tune Network. Also, if you like what you hear, uh, oftentimes the rankings on uh, on iTunes helps us and uh, gets uh, gets our message, gets our philosophy in front of more people. So if you uh, if you do generally like what you hear, love to have your uh, your testimonial and your feedback on on iTunes. Those rankings uh, go a long way. All right, that's uh, that's it for uh, this week. Hope you guys have a productive rest of the week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial, with your host, Patrick Donahoe. 